Welcome back to the Bracketologist Podcast. I am your host, Ben Walnick, here in the Let It Fly Media Studios. I am pleased to bring on Michael Mackey from In Kansas City Magazine. He's a digital editor there. You also may recognize his voice, and now you can put a nice face to that voice from Dana and Parks on KMBZ. He uh, fills in there frequently. How are you doing this morning? Hi, good. Good morning. I've got my coffee, so let's do this. I'm ready. <laughs> um, this was, uh, you kind of gave me a few categories to pick from on uh, what you wanted to come on and do. We ended up settling on best movie villains that are females. Um, you gave me a list of 16. I added a few, most you're still familiar with, but maybe one or two surprises in there. So we have 20 names we're going to go through. You ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. Let's do it. I picked some baddies, some badassies. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be fun. And I, I'll say this: I'm gonna lean on your expertise on a few of these. I definitely recognize all of the actresses. There's a couple of movies that I haven't seen more than maybe the trailer. So we'll talk about that when we get there. Since we have 20 names, we have four playing matchups to get to our top 16. So we'll start there. Got it. Our 16 seed is Jennifer Check. She is from the movie. Jennifer's body, and uh, that's played by Megan Fox. This was a, a really interesting character, which, by the way, uh, Devil's Kettle, Minnesota is where this played. Like, come on. That is very random. That, <laughs> did, you, did you just know that nugget of information, or did you have to look that up? Oh, yeah, I definitely had to look that up, but I also was like, uh, come on, we're going to do a horror movie. Like, of course you're going to pick a name like that. Very cliche. Um, going up against our 17th seed, this is a movie I've seen, but it's been a while. This is uh, Mary Tyler Moore playing Beth Jarrett in Ordinary People. Um, really interesting matchup here because you basically have um, someone that is possessed that kills a lot of people versus a, dest a destructive sci-fi alien goddess. Exactly. Yes. Uh, in Jennifer Check versus Beth Jarrett, which is played by an iconic actress in Mary Tyler Moore and is just a absolutely horrible mother. Yes. It's uh, a very it's a it's psychologically torturing to watch what she does to her son. Yeah, so like uh you know, I know that's an older movie so maybe not the entire audience has uh has watched that movie. Give kind of a quick synopsis of of Beth Jarrett's character from Ordinary People. So, it is a nuclear family of four, two sons, generic husband wife, right? The eldest son dies tragically in a boating accident, and the younger son ends up surviving. Well, clearly, as you find out as the movie progresses, uh, the eldest son, the one who passed away, I think his name was Buck, was the favorite. And so no matter what the youngest kid does, the dynamics of the family are forever changed, and he suddenly realizes, you know, his mom, I, he, it's not ever like said out loud, but the kid feels like his mom wishes that he would have died instead of the oldest son. Oh, God. Yeah, so the kid goes through a myriad of like, you know, survivor guilt and feeling angst. And, you know, he's 16 years old. And so, but she is just a horrible person. And so you watch the methodic unraveling of this family. Uh, courtesy of Robert Redford, who directed it, and it is just... Mm. Yeah, so. I actually watched this movie. Um, my my wife was in medical school, and in her fourth year, it was like psychology through film, and so they had to watch like 20 different movies throughout the semester, and this was one of them, because it was kind of, you know, showing depression in action, and then, you know, just how psychotic this mother was, and how terrible this family was. Um, in this matchup, I think I would lean more towards the Beth Jarrett, Mary Tyler Moore character just because, you know, Jennifer Check in that movie, she's possessed by, like, you know, this demon. I mean, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Even to the best of us. 
But you could definitely see Beth Jarrett's character in a myriad. I mean, like, you know her character is out there yeah. in real life. And she's sociopathic. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. The the the, the stuff that she puts that kid through. Ooh, oi. Yeah, I for me, and I, I'd like to hear your opinion in the matchup, but I, I think I'd probably lean towards Beth just because it feels like a more real character, obviously, compared to Jennifer Check, but also... It's not, I mean, she made some poor decisions to where she ends up getting possessed, but at the same time, like, it's not really her. It's more the demon doing the work. Truth. Uh, I'm going to go with Beth, Beth Jarrett as well, based solely on the fact that Mary Tyler Moore's performance is like a clenched fist. Like, I'm uncomfortable for all the players that come in Beth Jarrett's, like, vortex because she just eats the scenery and chews up characters right and left, and it's just, ooh. And it's Mary Tyler Moore who typically plays, you know, upbeat, perky sitcom yeah. stars. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, she got an Academy Award nomination for this. Well, then that should carry you at least into the Sweet 16 for sure. Boom. Um, and I think there's going to be, for this bracket, there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think one has to do with how iconic the character is to the performance and then three, just like what the actual character, like how bad of a villain they were. So uh, there's a, a few different things we have to weigh on each of these matchups. Uh, our second playing matchup uh, will stay on our left side of the bracket. That's going to be Ellie Driver from the movies Kill Bill 1 and 2. I think it's L. L? Did L. I say Ellie? L Driver. As in what the L? Yeah, that, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, versus Winifred from Hocus Pocus, played by Bette Midler. Um, that's one that I threw in there that wasn't on your list. Uh, I think I think of Halloween movies and I think of Hocus Pocus when I'm not thinking of like the straight up horror movies and I'm not a huge horror guy. Um, and also just Bette Midler is just fantastic and seeing her in that role where she kind of gets to play a little bit evil. I mean, she is trying to basically murder children in this and she has possessed this child from the 1600s and made it a cat. Um, versus uh, L, which you know, is an assassin and kills people and has a poisonous snake following her around the whole time. Uh, what's your take on this matchup? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with L. I mean, I think Winifred is, while Hocus Pocus is a beloved, beloved cult film, she's it's still kind of a comedic thing, whereas L Driver is just, like, badass. Plus, come on, that fight scene where she gets her eyeball poked out, spoiler alert, that is everything. So I'm going to go with Elle just because of her sheer badassery and just, well, let's face it, the number of people that she kills in the film. For sure. Uh, and do you think uh, they kind of end it where you don't 100% know what happens to her? But do you think the snake ends up, her own snake ends up killing her? Is that what you think it is when, uh, when the bride think, leaves? One would think, but I hear there's a Kill Bill 3 in the works and has been in the works for 100 years. So I wouldn't be surprised if somehow... L Driver, who is now blind, <laughs> makes a an appearance in that. Plus Daryl Hannah, come on, that's she's iconic. Yeah, really great performance by her for sure. Uh, we've got two more playing matchups. Uh, Lily Dillon, which is scrolling through my notes because I don't know every character right off the top of my head. So Lily Dillon Ooh. is an interesting character. This is Angelica Houston in the movie Grifter. So just real brief, uh, con artist works with her son. Her son also has a girlfriend towards the end of the movie. Again, spoiler alert. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know these characters, maybe you just need to shut it off and you need to go like look up all these characters and watch these movies. But murders her son's girlfriend and then tries to make it look like it's her body. And then at the very end of the movie, John Cusack, her son, is 
accidentally killed by her by her flinging her briefcase and shattering the glass and cutting his artery in his neck. So she kills two people, one directly, and then the second one a little bit more indirectly, but still technically would be at least manslaughter, if not murder, uh, at the end of the movie. Versus, uh, oh, I'm going to absolutely murder. Oren Ishii, uh, played by Lucy Liu. Uh, So another Kill Bill character here. Uh, Another assassin that obviously kills a lot of people. Uh, What do you got in this matchup? This one's a tough one because the just sheer body count in this one makes me want to go with Oren Ishii because let's just let's face it, she lops off someone's head with a samurai sword in the middle of the film. Good times. Uh, but Lily Dillon, I am legit afraid of her because she has this icy, steely, cool demeanor. And she doesn't even flinch when she offs her son, accidentally or not. But I'm just saying, I'm going to lean towards Lily just because she's truly a whack job sure. and very good at grifting and apparently offing people and making it look like it's an accident. Whoops. But yeah, she, she's she got her grift. She's got her scam, her con down to a an absolute science. Plus, I like the look of this film. Very, very early 90s, but still sort of film noir. For sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of, I had this as a close matchup. This is our 15 versus our 18 seed. I had Lily as the favorite because... You know, Lucy Liu's character, it's her job to be an assassin, right? right? Like, I mean, she's a villain for sure. She's not the protagonist, but, like, it's also her job to kill people. Whereas, you know, Lily, this con artist that you're, like, legitimately, like, afraid of. Like, I rewatched that final scene with when John Cusack dies on YouTube um, yesterday, kind of in research for this. And it's just, like, she's just cold blood. Like, she's just watching him bleed out and be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and take this money and walk. My bad. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to hop in this elevator, and then you're not going to see a single expression on my face after I just maybe murdered my son. My bad. So, yeah, and we can't have two characters from Kill Bill. I mean, that's, yeah. that's over Kill Bill. See what I did there? Nice. Thanks. I like it. Um, our last playing matchup, 14 seed, is Alex Forrest. That is uh, Glenn Close from the movie Fatal Attraction. Uh, quick synopsis of that. Um, Michael Douglas cheats on his wife with her, and then Glenn Close becomes an absolute crazy person. She loses her ever-loving mind. She boils the pet bunny uh, of the family and lets that simmering there for the wife to find, and then attempts to murder the wife with a knife at the end of the movie. Um, but she doesn't end up making it. Spoiler alert on that. Uh, so a true psychopath in Alex Forrest. And then our 19 seed is Joan Crawford, which is based off of a true story, I, I believe, and a true character, played by uh, Faye Dunaway. Uh, this is the movie Mommy Dearest. And uh, basically the overall synopsis of her is a horrible, abusive mother that disowns her children. Um, That's a really good synopsis, young man. It's five. They only needed five or six words for that one. Um, so... What do you got in that one? I, we have two two pretty psycho psychopaths on this one. This is the only this is the only matchup that is really killing me because I feel like it's an even playing field. I really genuinely do. The gay in me wants to pick the oh so campy performance by Faye Dunaway as Joan Crawford because no wire hangers. <laughs> that might be my favorite line of all time. But let's face it, more people are going to know Alex Forrest, and more people are going to be like, oh yeah. I wonder how many perform. I mean, I wonder how many men were actually scared of cheating, scared off of cheating by her performance. So I'm going to go 
with Alex Forrest because it is a simmering pot of insanity. I'm not going to be ignored. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Uh, yeah, that it, it's honestly, it's just like, just terrifying. And it's like, look, I, I was never going to be a cheater in my life. I know that just from my personality and I love my wife, but like anybody that even thinks potentially of stepping out, like you watch that movie and you, that person just, ugh. again, not unlike Beth Jarrett, you know, that Alex Forrest's character exists in real life. Oh. And probably even to a more lunatic fringe, uh, a more lunatic fringe personality as well. Oi. I mean, boiling a bunny is- Boiling uh, <laughs> a bunny. Mommy, where's the bunny? Uh, check the pot in the kitchen. All right, so we have our top 16. Um, our four playing matchups are in. Did you notice that we agreed on all four? That that's, I know that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Young Honestly, man. and for especially some of these movies, I'm not quite as familiar with. Uh, I feel like the rankings so far not not bad. We've got most of the favorites advancing here. Minor upset with uh, Beth Jarrett over Jennifer Check, but I agreed on that one as well. Let's do our number one overall seed, which probably is controversial. But when I'm just thinking iconic, <laughs> and I think of villain and a female the wicked witch of the west just immediately pops into my head um even though maybe she's not murdering as many people as some people on this list so i have our one seed the wicked witch versus our 17th seed beth jarrett uh what do you think on this mm, you would have to pair those two up <laughs> because there's a reason why the wicked witch is number one i mean first of all more way more people i mean know who the Wicked Witch of the West is. She I mean, enslaves an entire race of monkeys and trains them to do her bidding for her. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> or is it pretty good? Because that takes effort. I want to go with Beth Jarrett, but of course, because the Wicked Witch is beloved or behated or whatever you want to call it, I'm going to go with her because it just makes sense. And plus, hello, Kansas. I mean, we kind of have to, right? Uh, I mean, I put her as the one seed for a reason. I don't think she's going to win this bracket, but out of respect for respect. being the oldest character on this entire list, I, I believe that's pretty easy. Um, and didn't she get horribly, like, horribly burned in one of the scenes, the actual actress herself, Margaret I, Hamilton? Yeah, I actually don't know that story, but yeah, Margaret possibly. Hamilton in some stunt that she was doing got horribly burned, not like disfigured, but I think taken out for the count. In one of the scenes. I mean, and like she loses her sister in like one of the first scenes and then she just she just goes off on everyone. And, and you know, it's uh, it's pretty crazy that her weakness is something that's around us every day in water. But, uh, you know, I'm I, melting. <laughs> what a world. It's like every you can say the phrase I'm melting. And out of every character on this list, like that quote, you immediately know who the character like what character that's coming from. Although, so I don't know. You could say I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. <laughs> and a lot of people would know that, too. That's true. OK. Uh, all right. Our two seed. Um, and this is someone that you had on your list. And I'm glad you did because they they needed to be high up. Here's Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter movies. Um, her I didn't even know her actress's name. Imelda Staunton. Um, only appeared really in two movies, I believe, uh, mainly in the fifth movie, Order of the Phoenix, and then um, in part one of the final film. Um, and then that is going against our 15th seed, Lily Dillon, who we've already talked about, um, who is uh, also just a straight-up crazy person. So <laughs> um, I would lean towards Dolores just because 
God, like out of everyone in Harry Potter, which is such a famous film franchise, like it just feels like the perfect villain. You love you love her as a character to watch her and hate her. I'm going to say Lily Dillon because okay. I feel like Dolores, oh, it's our first disagreement. Mm -hmm. I feel like Dolores is only super uber scary to children. Like, I'll, I'll granted children wouldn't necessarily be scared of Lily Dillon, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Lily Dillon because I'm I'm just not sold on Dolores's. It's too Fantasia, fantastical, make-believe, whereas I believe more like Lily Dillon would, you know, come at your throat and not, and literally not think twice about it. So this is a, it's kind of a crossroads in the podcast that's going to be difficult, A, because it's our first agreement, but B, we're going to have fantasy go up against movies that are a little bit more feel like real life. Uh, obviously in, in Grifters, it's a situation that probably legitimately can happen. And the other one we're talking about witches and wizards. Um, I, the reason I lean towards Dolores is that just the way that she commands not only a room, but an entire school as she takes over Hogwarts. And everyone's fearful of her. Everyone. I mean, and she's like, you know, you think you're going in there to just write your name on a piece of paper and all of a sudden it's getting scarred on the back of your hand in the way that like, you know, everyone kind of shrinks in terror from her. I'm not, while I think completely cold blooded on what Lily can do and just, you know, murder someone and, and walk away from the scene, especially a family member. Um, I'm not sure I could see her in the role where she could literally make everyone in like 500 people in a room completely shrink away from her authority. I will defer. I will, I agree in that respect. And in terms of like sheer villainess, Dolores is, is the winner, winner, winner. I won't take the win on all of these. I'll take the win on that one. I, right. I think it's deserving. So now this is a, I think this is another great matchup. Our number three seed we haven't talked about yet. Regina George played by Rachel, Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls versus Alex Forrest. Uh, we obviously just talks, talked about Alex Forrest being a complete psychopath in boiling an animal and trying to murder somebody. Um, Regina never went that far, but talk about an iconic character. Um, and There's it, a reason why it was called Mean Girls. Yeah. For sure. And like this run by Rachel McAdams to start her career. Like, come on, you got this, you've got the notebook and uh, it's just unreal. Mm, Alex Forrest. I mean, she boiled a bunny for the love. <laughs> she tried to ruin a man's life. She would have off that whole family if given the opportunity. I mean, she was slowly descending into madness. Regina George was a 17 year old mean girl. So in terms of like, Real villain. I'm going to go with Alex. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no redeemable characteristics from Alex. Whereas, I feel like Regina would have grown up to be, you know, a fairly worthwhile member of society. Even in the final final scenes of that movie, after after everyone's kind of been torn apart and put back together, like you can see that she's trying to live her life in a different way. And look, people make mistakes when they're 17 years old. Alex Force is not 17 years old, and she was not redeeming herself in any way before yeah. her demise. Yeah. Um, so if we were talking just most iconic villains, I think Regina probably would win this matchup. But if we're actually trying to pick who we think is the best villain, I'm going to agree with you here. And we'll have our first really big upset with Alex Forrest advancing. Sweet. Glenn Close. Who, by the way, is Glenn Close the only one that really uh, is on this bracket twice? Because she played Corella DeVille, didn't she? She did. 
actually come to think of that. I was going with the actual animated yeah. version, but there's several different versions. But I yeah. did not even put those two together. Look at you. We'll get there. Actually, we'll get there right now. Uh, no, let's jump to our four seed, actually. Right. So we'll go in number order. So we're jumping over to our four seed. That is the iconic Meryl Streep playing Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada. That's all. Versus That's L. That's all. <laughs> uh, L driver. So uh, obviously someone that doesn't murder anyone versus uh, unless she's trying to murder their style and fashion versus L. What do we got? Cool. Uh, okay. So, you made me. I, I had to, I had to choke on Joan Crawford, and you made me take Joan Crawford off the. I'm gonna go with Miranda Priestly because, well, the camp in me loves every iconic line that she says. Yes, L Driver offs everyone, but again, she's an assassin. Miranda Priestly is the savage. Savage. <laughs> I'm going with Miranda, and I'm not even. I'm not even going to think twice about it. I like it. Again, we kind of had this discussion when we we're talking about Lucy Liu's character in this movie as well. It's kind of their job, and it's a very dark movie. And the whole movie's about violence. It's not like it's there's this one person kind of hanging over the entire film that you're just like scared of the whole time. It's just this action movie where you've got your protagonist and you've got your antagonist, and that's great. Miranda Priestly is just like when you think of Meryl Streep in the last. 25 years of your career it's the role you think of and you you just fear her mm, <laughs> i mean you do you do you really do and you it's crazy to think about that when you're talking about someone that runs a magazine and is talking about fashion but like she is just like we said i would just describe her in one word as savage and it's just an unbelievable role agreed. so we agree agreed uh five seed uh, this is Hela from Thor Ragnarok, labeled on the bracket as Thor 3 because Ragnarok is too long of a word, played by the great Kate Blanchett, uh, going up against the animated Little Mermaid villain Ursula. What do we got? Mm, it was fun to see Kate Blanchett play a baddie. She doesn't do it very often. Ursula. Hela murdered a lot more people, that's Hela. for sure. Hela. Yeah. Uh, and also just, you didn't really get too much of a comic side at all. And I like sometimes my villain to just have, you know, little little phrases, little biting, sarcastic phrases. And uh, you got a little bit of that in Hela in Thor Ragnarok versus Ursula is just kind of a straight up baddie. But um, in the end, she doesn't, it's not like, I mean, it's a kid's movie. She doesn't kill a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think Hela. Hela. Yeah. Well, with a name like Hela. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, she what was the hella hella. She was hella good in that role. Hella good. Uh, all right, here's a good one. We've got Mallory Knox. Um, for those of you that don't know this movie, this is literally a crazy movie that I'll just talk about right now first. So Mallory Knox is really the main character in. Um, why can't I find it on my list? Off the top natural of born my, killers. Natural born killers, played by Juliette Lewis. This is with Woody Harrelson. Um, the whole movie is centered around the antagonists, really. The two leads kind are... Kind of like a modern-day Bonnie and Clyde, kind yeah. of, but way more psycho. Oh, way my more God. Psycho. Okay, so I, I went and I read the Wikipedia. I've seen scenes from this, but I don't think I've seen the movie all the way through. But let me just read the description I wrote of Mallory's character. An insane killing spree. She had a horrible childhood where she was raped, and she brings that back into her adult life by killing people, basically, while she's having sex. 
Um, they kill so many people in this movie, including I think the kill count somewhere around 50. Um, and they're messed up, including they kill police officers in this. And they also kill Robert Downey Jr., which is a media member towards the end of the movie as well. And like they torture people as well. It's if you're talking about kill count, maybe Hella's up there. But like Mallory Knox, like directly kills in like a more real life scenario, not like a comic book movie, like dozens of people in this film. She's go. She's our sixth seed going up against our 11 seed Corella Deville. Um, from either the animated or the live action 101 Dalmatians who doesn't kill anyone except for ordering the killing of dogs because she wants a cool um, jacket. Yeah, yeah, coat. Um, the only reason Mallory Knox is not higher than the six seed because she does kill the most people probably on this entire bracket is because she's the main character and you're kind of focused on her the whole time and it's not like she's going up against some protagonist. She kind of is the protagonist even though she's evil. Um, what do you think? Ooh, yeah. I, I think this is kind of a no-brainer. Mallory Knox, simply for the fact that she, just the way that she offs everyone, doesn't think twice about it. I mean, it feels like that's her jam, her destiny, her lot in life. Whereas, come on, Corella wants a fur coat. Yeah, she's kind of got Made some... out of puppies, but still. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the animal lovers out there are, are maybe not going to be happy with this matchup because... They might value a dog life more than a human life, but there are a lot of human lives that die in natural born killers. Um, we'll talk I more. I mean, die gruesome, like yeah, like I was reading the the plot in Wikipedia and just kind of my jaw kept dropping more and more, like just kind of remembering some of these scenes, like oh yeah, I forgot that happened. Holy crap! Um, yeah, so and you could tell that Juliette Lewis was having fun in this role. I mean, you could tell that she was chewing scenery was. I mean, she enjoyed every kill. That's going to be a really interesting um, Elite Eight matchup that we'll get to. I know. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's go to our seven seed, which is the great Kathy Bates playing Annie Wilkes in the movie Misery. Um, if you're not familiar with that film, and I'm a Kathy Bates fan. I think she's a fantastic actress. She has always spoken very highly of you as well. Oh, she's well, always that, said, that Ben, I love him. I loved her in uh, Waterboy. I thought she was a great mom. Um she is a psychopath, if you don't know this movie, um, basically kidnaps James Kahn, who's an author of her favorite book, gets in a car wreck in a blizzard. She rescues Saves, him, rescues him. Um, but he's kind of bedridden for a while, and it just slowly becomes more, oh, she's a psychopath. Uh, she literally breaks his ankles with a sledgehammer to keep him there and then uh, kills the sheriff that's coming to investigate the kidnapping. Uh, and then eventually... Um, they die in a struggle. Plus, on top of all of that... But wait, there's more. Uh, she probably killed a lot of infants a while ago and got away with murder of those because there wasn't enough evidence. So uh, really a true psychopath, maybe the biggest psychopath on the entire list, and played wonderfully by Kathy Bates, of course. Going up against Nurse Ratchet from One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which maybe doesn't ever directly kill anyone, but is very likely the reason that we have a suicide in the movie and then, uh, of course, the lobotomy at the end with uh, Jack Nicholson's character. So uh, where, where are the doctors at in this movie? I don't know. She but. rules the roost. Yeah. She, uh, mm, you picked two Academy Award winners. Do you know that? They both won Best Support. No, I guess um, Kathy Bates won Best Actress. Um Nurse Ratched one. It's probably supporting. Yeah, it was supporting. I just watched both of these. 
to ensure that I was up to speed. I'm going to have to go with Nurse Ratchet because she's just, her vitriol and hatred is just so subdued. And the, like, when she realizes that she's, like, screwed everyone over in this mental ward, you see the tiniest little hint of a smirk on her face, but it is so, I just feel like that actress nailed it. And that Louise Fletcher, I think, was her name. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Even and, though I love Gabby Bates. Yeah. And it's also, like, just for, like, a fleeting moment, you think that, like, the patients have kind of won this battle. And then it kind of gets flipped there at the end, obviously, with the with the suicide. And then Jack Nicholson's character getting wheeled back in and, and how that movie ends. You know, she ultimately definitely wins uh, yeah, she, that and battle. She never, she never really gets her due. Yeah. At least with, you know... Annie Wilkes, she gets her due, so to speak. So, and it's uh, I would say it's probably more iconic than than the Annie Wilkes character. More people know one who flew over the cuckoo's nest and that that plot more than um, Annie Wilkes and Misery. Even though, also, I almost feel a little bit sorry as that movie progresses of like all of the screws that are loose in her head that has led her down this path of being so obsessed with the author and the book and the characters and just how that spins out of control. Um, but yeah, two horrible people. And, uh, you know, maybe seven and 10 seed not deserving here uh, with the Academy Award winners. But we'll go Nurse Ratched there. Nurse last Ratched. last matchup of our Elite Eight is Bellatrix Strange, played by Helen Bonham Carter from the Harry Potter movies versus Miss Trunchbull, who is the horrible principal in Matilda, which I'm actually shocked that you're really not familiar with that film um, based on the book. Horrible, horrible. Uh, briefly basically just tortures these kids at school and also um, has a child that's in the school that she basically adopted and may or may not have killed the father um, to take over being the adopted child. So a lot going on with Miss Trunchbull. And then Bella Trixel Strange obviously murders people in Harry Potter using the killing curse. And uh, she gets plenty of play in the uh, entire series there. Um, I know you know Bellatrix um, since you've seen the Harry Potter films. Um, you don't have much experience with Miss Trunchbull. I got so nothing what do you on Miss Trunchbull, so I'm going to go with Bellatrix. I'm hoping that you do too. But if if for some reason you think Miss Trunchbull is all that and a bag of chips, then I'll I'll be swayed. Um, I'm I think it's a really close matchup. It's why I have it as the eight versus the nine seed. Um, and we'll just go with my bracket here and go with the eight seed, especially since you feel more comfortable with that character. I think it's really close, um, but I also think um, it can't be proven that Miss Trunchbull actually has killed anyone. Can't be proven. Whereas uh, it definitely can with uh, Bellatrix. And I, I think Helen Bottoms Carter uh, portrayal of just like this sinister witch and the cackling as she kills Sirius Black and starts chanting it, running through the hallways, I killed Sirius Black, um, how happy she is to kill. Plus, I think there's a lot more potential with Bellatrix to just ruin lives, off people. Yeah, I think she could do a lot more damage. And um, you kind of get the resolution, and she gets her due in the last movie, where you get this heroic moment from Miss um, Weasley uh, killing her. Spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, we'll go Bellatrix. So here's our final uh, Elite Eight. So we've got our number one seed, the Wicked Witch, versus our eight seed, Bellatrix Lestrange. We've got our two seed, Dolores Umbridge, versus our ten seed, Nurse Ratched. We have our fourteen seed, Alex Forrest, versus our six seed, Mallory Knox. And we have our four seed, Miranda Priestley, versus our five seed, 
Hela from Thor Ragnarok. I think it's a great Elite Eight. Agreed. Let's jump right into it. Right. Our number one overall seed, the Wicked Witch of the West versus Bellatrix the Strange. They're both such wildly over-the-top characters. Eh, Wicked Witch. I mean, let's call it what it is. I mean, Bellatrix Lestrange, probably a little bit more well-known currently, but for just sheer iconic value, Wicked Witch. I like it. They're both witches, I would say. The Wicked Witch. It's you, in her did name. You pl- did you plan that? I did not. I feel like you planned that. I didn't, I swear. And also, like, uh, there hasn't been a whole successful Broadway show created about Bellatrix Lestrange. No, that's true. Um, although it's a, a much nicer way to put it in, in the musical than in the movie, for sure. Uh, all right, Wicked Witch. Can, let's can do we, it. Are we going to have enough money to pay to put in the Defying Gravity soundtrack, right? I mean, do we have enough... I think as long as we keep it under 15 seconds, we can kind of put it underneath as we talk about this matchup. Nine defying gravity. <laughs> I would like some. I would like some defying gravity right here because she's moved on to the elite eight. If we get sued, I'll just I'll send you the bill. Okay. Fair All enough. right. Number two seed, uh, Dolores Umbridge versus number ten seed, Nurse Ratched. Um, I know where you're gonna go with this. I'm still gonna go with Nurse Ratched. I just feel like she's. I just feel like. The performance is completely wackadoo and that she's intrinsically evil at the end of the day. Not that Dolores Umbridge isn't. They're but- very similar, honestly, in, in how they're like, you know, a little bit more muted, but just like a, a overpowering. Sl- a slow burn. Yeah. Ooh. Um, this is honestly, this might be the t- toughest matchup for me so far. Um, mm. 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 What does Nurse Ratched ever actually perform physical harm with their own hands during this, or is it all just mental and making decisions? That bingo, yeah. Which is why I. It's I'm almost leaning, worse. Yeah, it's almost worse because, God, what happened in that in her childhood to make her like that? Also, I read somewhere that the reason why they made her hairstyle into that weird sort of '40s style soup can do mm-hmm. is to. Um, sh- somehow show the viewer that for her life stopped a long time ago and she's like her lot in life is to just make her lot in life is just to make these lives these guys in this mental institution's ward miserable and ultimately um Dolores Umbridge is overpowered and loses to children whereas <laughs> Nurse Ratched um even though I guess she has a little bit of an advantage because everyone that's are in drugged the ward out of their are minds. drugged out of their minds. Yeah. Um, but she is the one doing that. Um, okay, let's do it. Nurse Ratched. Yay, I like it. Nurse Ratched. I can't believe we're cheering for such an evil character, uh, but oh well. She sucks. Um, <laughs> all right, bottom right portion of the bracket, which is this is going to be your forte, and I'm going to let you just go ahead and make this pick because you're much more familiar with both of these roles. This is Alex Forrest. That is Glenn Close. Uh, in the film Fatal Attraction versus Mallory Knox, played by Juliette Lewis in Natural Born Killers. Um, obviously, one person killed a lot more people, um, and they're both extremely psychotic, which is a theme throughout this bracket, which, you know, maybe it's a little bit weak, uh, all those writers out there that are making most of our female villains psychotic versus just, like, straight-up, like, uh, badass villains. But um, that's what we got here in this corner of the bracket, at least. What do we got? Mallory Knox, just for the sheer ways in which she kills people, the sheer number, 
of people that she kills and just her overall just she is she is definitely a villain. Now that's not to say that Alex Forrest I mean Alex Forrest did make it pretty far from the 14th seat. I mean that was a pretty good run. A little Cinderella story. Uh she even dressed a little bit like Cinderella a few times. She was always like wearing white trying to pretend to be like good, not so much. Um Did you know that Glenn Close has been nominated for more Academy Awards and never won one than pretty much anybody else? Yeah, she's been nominated for over 10, right? Wah, wah. She's a great actress. But, um, but Juliette, Juliette Lewis as Mallory Knox for the win. Plus, come on, Juliette Lewis could use the work. You know, I, feel, I feel like she could use the work these days. All right, now we've got Meryl Streep versus Kate Blanchett. Um, you've got someone that's won a lot of Academy Awards in Miranda Priestley, played by Meryl Streep, iconic role there, versus uh, our really our only superhero character left. Uh, would she, we've got would that Hela. be a super baddie? Yeah, pretty much. But you know, uh, we that was the only representative we had from the uh, Marvel universe. But mm. Hela from Thor Ragnarok, played by Kate Blanchett. The comic book fandom is going to beat me about the head and shoulders, but I'm still going with Miranda Priestley because Miranda Priestley. And I, eh, I've only seen Thor Ragnarok maybe halfway through, so that's my bad. Whereas I've seen The Devil Wears Prada about 432,694 times. And I could probably quote it verbatim. Word for word. So, what's Miranda's best quote in the movie, in your opinion? Put you on the spot. Well, besides that's all, I love her speech where she goes off on the cerulean blue and sort of tears down. You um, may you may think that's just a sweater, but actually, we got you to wear that sweater because of this issue ten years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think wasn't originally written that way. I think that Meryl Streep wanted to tweak that and so she wanted it even more vicious but a low-key vicious who's gonna tell meryl streep that she can't go off script with all all of the trophies sitting behind her as she says it well meryl streep fun fact meryl streep lobbied for way more money to star in that film because they wanted her and they offered her like some pittance and she was like ha, ha, ha. i'm meryl streep and this is a huge big blockbuster film and if you want me you're going to pay me x and she got it and she got an Academy Award nomination out of it. Yeah, and I think if it wasn't her in that role, that movie wouldn't have been as iconic. Yeah. No way. Plus, she got to wear such nice clothes. That's the thing. Yeah. She she got to dress up every day and look her absolute best. Okay, legit question here. Is there any chance in hell, even someone of Miranda Priestly's status, that she would have been able to get a manuscript of the newest Harry Potter book before it was even released? Yes. Ooh. Upset. I don't know about that. Maybe. Well, I mean, what's who was uh, who was who's the protagonist in the in that movie? I can't think of her name. Annie. Anne Hathaway. Or Anne Hathaway. Annie. Annie Wilkes. Um, well, she was shacking up with the publishers. It's true. I mean, it's all in who you know. Poor uh, poor Adrian Grenier. Oh, poor Adrian. <laughs> he was so outmatched in that movie as an actor. Uh, all right, let's go to our final four. We've got the Wicked Witch of the West uh, versus another iconic character, our four seed Miranda Priestly. And then we have our upset side of the bracket with our 10 seed Nurse Ratchet versus our six seed Mallory Knox from Natural Born Killers. Um, look, we have really one character out of our final four that kills a lot of people. We have one character in our final four that tortures an entire world. And then we have... Uh, 
two people that kind of just mentally destroy mentally people. Destroy people. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a, I, I like where we're at on our final four. Let's do it. Wicked Witch of the West, probably our two most iconic that are left. Wicked Witch of the West versus Miranda Priestly. Yeah. I'm going to, who, who are you going to pick? I'm leaning towards Miranda Priestly. I am too. Okay. I mean, oh, I feel like there's screaming going on at the people who are watching this podcast right now because they're like, no, the Wicked Witch of the West. But Miranda Priestly, oh, I love her so much. And I love her character. And I love her portrayal by Meryl Streep. So what is the worst thing? I think this is a good time to bring this up. What is the worst thing that we see the Wicked Witch do in The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, you're right. There's like you like there's the terror of her character and like knowing that she's there and knowing that she's she has done things to all these people and that she's ruling them basically. But what do we actually physically see her do that's so bad? You're right. Good point. Although Miranda Priestly doesn't have a walk on song like the Wicked Witch of the West with the do 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 do. Wait, true. did I? Can we pay for that? The do 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 do. I think I think we could probably put that in there. All right. Um, can I do it again? Will you do it? Yeah, I think just especially thinking more like, look, you probably have the most iconic female villain that you can think of pre-1990 in The Wicked Witch and like maybe of all time. But then Miranda is like, she's almost like the Wicked Witch of the of the modern era mm-hmm. when you're thinking like someone that could exist in real life, Wicked Witch. Um, and as, as a like film villainess... I think Miranda's the way to go. Also, it's like you're talking f- like greatest female anything in movies. I feel like Meryl Streep has to be in the championship. But don't you feel just a tiny, tiny little bit? Uh, don't you feel it's just a tiny little bit of sadness for her character? Like she's all behind the scenes, everything is going sort of cattywampus. Whereas I don't feel anything for the Wicked Witch of the West. Like if she ends up melting, no big whoop. But they kind of pull at the heartstrings a little bit with Miranda's character. Yeah, I almost like my my villain though to have um, no redeeming qualities. Well, <laughs> but no, but it's almost like she does. Have, I think Miranda Priestly does have redeeming qualities. Like I kind of like that that there's almost this dynamic to the character where like you're almost like feel bad that she's so alone and she's so separated basically from her kids and all this stuff and like no one really wants to be around her. And then Anne Hathaway is kind of like loves her kind of towards the end on what she's made her into. Um, we're versus the Wicked Witch, where there's really not too much depth to the character at all. It's just this witch that scares everyone. And also, I want my villain to be stronger than, you know, having a bucket of water turned on me and I die. Like, come on. That's not going to affect Miranda. I mean, come on. Uh, all right. Oh, oh, but Miranda would be pissed if she got water thrown on her. God. Oh, off with her heads. <laughs> Which, uh, God, Queen of Hearts, missed opportunity. Honorable mention being in the bracket. Uh, another Helen Bonham character, if you mm-hmm. want to go down that route. Um, Nurse Ratched versus Mallory Knox. Uh, obviously a vastly different kill count between these two characters. Um, you know, I oof. again, I watched both to be so that I could be up to speed. Uh, Nurse Ratched, just because she is she scares the crap out of me. And that's what I want in a villain. I want to be like, if I was in that ward, I would be like, not that I would be in a mental ward, or would I? Um, the voices. Uh, Mallory Knox. I'm, su- I'm surprised that she made it this far 
was a good run, Julia Lewis. She's. It's just the movie is built around almost not glorifying, but like she's the protagonist, even though she's in a classic antagonist role by the amount of people she kills. But like Nurse Ratched is the true antagonist in that movie. Like you are up against and hoping she fails in her mission the entire time. And yet she does not. No, she does not. And Mallory, I mean, the name of the film is called Natural Born Killers. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Nurse Ratched just uh, because I just love her just sheer evilness. Ooh, and then if you look on YouTube, there's there are videos like detailing her just psychotic behavior. Just, I mean, like complete like 30-minute analysis of her character and just, I mean... That's, I mean, there's something to be said for that. As She's, a send off, as a send off for Mallory Knox, what's the, what do you think was the worst one thing that she did in that movie? Uh, it's all pretty gruesome. Probably, well, being in the media when she offed Robert Downey Jr., I mean, it's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> but didn't, wasn't she, didn't she kill someone while they were having sex? Yeah. Wasn't it the, like, the, the shop owner when yeah. she was yeah that yeah. I mean what a way to go I mean it's the best moment of your life followed by the worst moment <laughs> of your life <laughs> it's, it's not great um, she's pretty she deserved to be in the final four I think just yeah messed up um, all right speaking of messed up we've got Nurse Ratchet versus Miranda Priestly uh, I think a fitting championship two very um, different but uh, one in the same. It's definitely more mental destruction than physical destruction. Um, oof. Oof. I'm much uh, more familiar with Miranda, and I mean, I know you are too since you've seen that movie 440 times. That's um, 442,312 times. Okay. But let's get it right. Okay. I I am going, and here's why. I'm going with Nurse Ratched for the win, for the ultimate win, because her character... That was that movie was what 1971, 72. They're coming out with a whole new series based on her character, starring. Uh, you're gonna have to look this up because I don't know. Um, just it's called Ratchet. That's the name of the series. Oh, Netflix show. It is starring Sarah Paulson. Okay. Um, because that movie came out in 1971 or two or whatever, mm -hmm. and still, 50 plus, almost 50 years later, they're coming out with a new series based on her life. So her character lives on. Sarah Paulson is going to star in this new series based on her, uh, based on like Nurse Ratched pre One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I'm obsessed. I can't wait till it comes out. So just the fact that her character lives on. In infamy or whatever you want to call it, I'm going to say she was the worst. Also, do you, I mean, Miranda has redeeming qualities, and there are points in the film where you actually love her. And a lot of people feel like she's a beloved character, even though she is, you know, towering over and making Emily Blunt feel terrible throughout the movie. Um, so I think she is a great, great character. But if you're talking about a pure villain, I, I almost even debated having her lower in this bracket than the four seed because in my mind, I'm like, man, sometimes you root for her and it's hard to like classify her as a villain even though she is the antagonist in the film. Whereas Nurse Ratched, 
Again, there's not much to redeem her, like you said. Um, by the way, a good time to mention that The Bracketologist is sponsored by Ratchet, coming out on Netflix in 2020, <laughs> September 18th. The perfect time to release this episode uh, is the first episode date. Um, Plus, Sarah Paulson, come on. Yeah, she's no, she's great. Um, Didn't Sarah Paulson just win an Academy Award? I feel like she did. Hmm, that's an excellent question. I feel like all of our players, every like Louise Fletcher won an Academy Award. Meryl Streep has won multiple Academy Awards. So we've got Kate Blanchett. We've got a good list of baddies. Kathy Bates, we've got a good list of baddies who have won. For sure. Who have won Academy Awards. Uh, let's see. She's won Golden Globe Awards for people of O.J. Simpson, Emmys. I don't think she's won Oscars, right. but she has won Emmys. All right, 10-4. Um, so, yeah, I think Nurse Ratched. I think that's a good champion. I like that we picked someone that was more psychological rather than physical that feels like the person that i'm more afraid of as far as when i'm considering a villain when i'm watching a movie which is why i don't watch a lot of horror films because i don't like the the really? psychopaths in my life not a huge horror guy oh. uh maybe because i'm just a sissy that's that's fine i'll, I'll take that label i have to admit we have been oh we're overdue for a really good film villainess i feel like we haven't gotten one for a good three or four or five years i mean thor yeah. ragnarok but i mean like i want just a complete lunatic wackadoo to watch. It's always successful always. If, you, if you have a good one. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, I think this was really good. Uh, Michael, plug anything that you'd like to plug for, for the listeners on who, where they should follow you or what they should follow. Well, a lot of people go to my website, michaelmackey.com. That's one name, like Cher or Madonna or Charo. Michael Mackey. Uh, but I am the digital editor for In Kansas City Magazine, and so I write all the online stuff. So if you would please give us a follow on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Insta, I would appreciate it at In Kansas City Magazine. And this month, we have the lovely Janelle Monet on our cover. saw that. I saw yes. that. That's exciting. So, yes, very exciting. Um, and we appreciate the article you wrote about the bracketologist. Again, if you aren't following us on Instagram, Instagram slash bracketologist underscore, because again, some jerk has Bracketologist as their Stupid. handle already. Um, Rude. And then uh, subscribe to us on any platform you can find a podcast. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Well, this was fun. Thanks. And you know what? I sent you a few, uh, quite a few weird choices, and you were like, these are weird choices. And But we picked, I think I was really happy when you picked this, because this is a topic that I know about. For sure. I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll find another topic to talk about another time. Deal. Until next time. <laughs>